Welcome to TSPN. We have such an exciting show for you today. So Taylor ended up back on tour in Tokyo last week. So we have a really special guest that we are going to be featuring on the podcast regularly that you will be very excited about. If you are on TikTok, Swift Talk, you're going to be excited. So um, he will help us uh, give a little recap. And then Jess and I will talk about some of the eggs that were dropped. We uh, have a 175 theory, lots of surprise songs to talk about. So super exciting recap there. Then Taylor made her way from Tokyo all the way back to the Super Bowl where the Chiefs won. What the hell? I mean, I mean, great. What the hell? But whoa, um, everything is happening for Taylor right now. So we will obviously be talking about what happened. There was so much footage that came out after. So we'll get Jesse's hot take on everything as far as the history of Taylor and how how monumental some of this footage has been. Um, and then we've got a giveaway. So we have a hat that has been featured on the shows before. It is the exact same one that Taylor has worn to the Chiefs game. Obviously, somebody else made it, but we'll give you all the details at the end. But we have a giveaway. So we will wrap up with that and kind of kicking it off. Jesse, should we uh, introduce our correspondent? Yes. Okay, Anna, I am so excited about Are you excited about this? I'm excited. I Yeah, it's been, guys, we've been talking about this with this creator for a while. Like, it, this is not something we thought of last week. So it's finally coming to fruition, and we're so grateful that he's giving us his time. So we are going to cut to our Eras Tour correspondent, Ty. What a week it's been to be a Swifty. Hi guys, my name is Ty Wilson. You can find me online at 13 Ty Wilson, and this is your Eras Tour Recap Report. We started the weekend out back in Tokyo, Japan, where Taylor had not performed in over six years, but it looks like her fans were well ready for her return, as every single night on the Eras Tour, she had a sold-out crowd of over 55,000, totaling 220,000 fans there in Shibuya. Amongst that crowd, we saw some pretty famous faces, including Chris Olsen from here on TikTok, Rosé from the band Blackpink, Taylor Sheese, who has performed as Taylor Swift all over the world, and even Brian West, the Taylor Swift reporter from USA Today and the Tennessean. And those Swifties who got in the building got to see some amazing shows, from Taylor thanking us for traditions that we started during the U.S. Eras tour, to her almost taking a tumble off the folklore cabin. In addition to those special moments, we also saw Taylor call special attention to the number 175, which has been driving Swifties crazy all week as they search for Easter eggs. What's strange about that number 175 is we actually saw it brought up twice last weekend, both times in the surprise song section, once by Taylor during her speech and once in the surprise songs themselves, as we got Holy Ground, Dear Reader, Eyes Open, Superman, Electric Touch, The Outside, Come in with the rain and you're on your own, kid. And what's interesting about Night 4 surprise songs, Come in with the rain and you're on your own, kid, is if you look at the track numbers, Come in with the rain is track number 17, while you're on your own, kid, is track number 5, giving us that second reference to the number 175. Of course, as we go on through the Eras Tour, nobody knows what's coming next, so I hope everybody's excited for some awesome shows while Taylor takes over Australia this weekend. Thank you so much for that wonderful report, Ty. He did a much better job than Jesse and I could have done. Just clean, concise, and to the point. 
And if you don't follow Ty already, you probably do because he's got like over 100,000 followers on TikTok, but it is Ty Wilson 13. So definitely go check him out. If you haven't, he does actually those recaps per night during the tour. So you would have been able to watch night one, the day after night two, the day after. And so he's going to continue to touch base with us each week and give us a whole recap on whichever week we're on. Um, but go find him on TikTok because he does these individually and goes a little bit more in depth as well. Yeah. And we, Ty, we are so grateful to him for being our tour correspondent. Yeah. We need a good name for that. So if anybody uh, has ideas and wants to leave comments, we've kind of toyed around with some, but I'm just so boring. I'm just like tour with Ty. Tour, <laughs> the tour with Ty. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right, so kind of digging into some of what Ty had brought up, um, falling off the folklore cabin. Did you see that? That was insane. She stumbled. So like the way the folklore cabin is set up, it's angled like a house, right? But it's got like slats that are almost like steps to keep her from like just sliding down the moss, right? Yeah, it's not a real roof. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's shaped like one and it has these slats. And I didn't know this, but she's also on a harness. So it helps her from falling. Well, right as her harness came off, she had a couple more like slats to go down and she must have tripped over her shoe or her dress or something and like skidded down a couple of them. And it could have been bad because she could have just fallen straight on her face. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. And she did a little speech right after, a nice little recovery one. Um, but yeah, she one said her whole life flashed before her eyes. I bet it did. I bet it did. And I can't imagine being there and seeing that. Obviously, when you watch it the next day and you know, you know, things are fine, um, it's a little bit more of an oopsie poopsie. But I'm sure in that moment, it was freaky. And you have to imagine with as many shows as she's doing, you know, there's going to be bloopers. There's going to mm -hmm. be things that happen. I mean, there's already been things that have happened and well like when she swallowed the bug and when, when yeah you know. we can add this to what is it called the error errors tour Error. Er yeah. errors i have to like i have to like over enunciate or else people will think i'm just saying errors tour but it's error errors tour yeah um, we will definitely do a show on that like just yeah it'd be fun. a funny show you know yeah i love that um all right great uh i know you have some thoughts on 175 so let's get into it Okay, here comes a Jesse theory at ya. Um, on my personal TikTok, Jesse Swift Talk, okay, J E S S I S W I F T T O K. You guys can find um, my theories there. But the 175, so I was kind of playing around with the numbers the other night, and I looked to see, for some reason, her Golden Globes green shimmery dress had just it's bothering me. Like she literally was dressed like a snake, right? Mm -hmm. At the Golden Globes. I mean, it was like the key lime green on the inside and it was just shimmery and it's not like a normal fit for her. Um, so I looked up the dates. I looked up how many days it was between January 7th, which was the Golden Globes of 24 and the last date in in Dublin, Ireland, which is 630 of 24. And it's 175 days. Now, why did I look it up from the Golden Globes to 630? Well, 630 is very important for a couple of reasons. 630 is the date that her masters were stolen from her. So if she were to announce Reputation Taylor's version, 
on that night, that would make a lot of sense, right? Was it, will you um, correct me? Cause you might be right. And I'm thinking wrong. Was it the date that they were sold off or was it the date that she found out? And those are two different dates, right? So she found out the next day that they were sold off. This is the first selling because they've been sold from twice. So the first selling she knew, like mm-hmm. it was okay. 630. Yep. Yep. So that was what struck me right away as being, that's always been a date I've looked at every year as being important because I know she's going to do something with it someday. Mm-hmm. 630. So another thing is in Ireland, St. Patrick is known to have banished snakes from the island, right? That is one of the folklore pieces of St. Patrick's in Ireland. Now, another thing that led me to this is if you flip the Tortured Poets Department logo upside down. That TTPD logo, not the the TTPD. Yep. Yep, TTPD. Flip it upside down, you see C-A-I-L. Now, Gaelic is what a language they use in Ireland, right? It's an Irish language, Gaelic. Sure, yeah, sounds right. <laughs> we actually do have a listener or two in Ireland, I'll tell you. Whenever you look at the stats, there's there's at least somebody because there's a percentage. It's small. Yeah, one of my yeah one of my friends, it, Lauren. She's she lives in Ireland. Well, it's probably and, Lauren then. Yeah, yeah Lauren. she's been giving me some good info on this. But it can mean a couple different things. But the first thing that it comes up when you look up C-A-I-L in Gaelic is reputation. can also mean fame. That's what it means. That's the word that – which I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It's pronounced call, call in Gaelic. It literally – the definition, the meaning, the translation is reputation. So that's weird. If we're getting into this theory a little bit more now – Remember, Taylor started the Eras Tour on St. Patrick's Day in 2023. March 17th, 2023 was her first show. So we know Shamrocks, St. Patrick's Day is important for a reason, right? Well, guess who owns her master recordings? The ones she doesn't own, the ones she's re-recording. Shamrock Holdings Incorporated. They have her masterwork. So it all adds up. Like it all is kind of culminating to Ireland, I think. So my prediction is, and since I put the prediction out, some people have been like, well, that doesn't give poets a very long run. Well, here's what I'm thinking. I think poets isn't going to have a a super long run. I can agree with you. I think she's going to throw it up and shoot it down real fast. If it's, uh, you know, if it's the breakup album or, you know, something that she needs to do um, from a, like an artistic standpoint, closure, whatever we're going to get out of it. Um, I don't know that she wants it to be like a two year run. Why would you want to live in that? She's already not doing a rollout like she did with Midnight's. There's hardly any marketing for it. Yeah, she's just ignoring it. She's like, by the way, I'm just back on tour. Catch me. Yeah, I think just chronologically, she needs that album as a diary piece to her life's work because it is probably so significant. But I don't think it's going to have this like super long era. Like Midnight's had about a year and a half as an era. Yeah. And it's I so I could see her that's coming out April 19th, Poets. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to June 30th, that's a good two months. And she could announce Reputation Taylor's version. Yeah. And then 
who knows when the release date will be, right? That's so a really that's good the- point if it's just the announcement. So I do want to circle back to the Shamrock Holdings comment and how it relates to St. Patrick's Day. So a lot of people may understand that Taylor's masters were purchased away from her whenever she was signed with Big Machine Records. They were sold to Scooter Braun and she didn't have the opportunity to buy them instead. Um, Now they're owned by Shamrock Holdings. So that may be a little confusing if you're not kind of fully downloaded on the timeline. So Scooter Braun no longer owns them, but he did profit off of them, right? Yes, he actually um, still profits off them. He gets a small royalty for that was part of the deal of selling them to Shamrock Holdings um, in the first place because Shamrock Holdings wanted to work with Taylor so she could get them back. And Taylor was on board at first. But once she found out that no matter what, Scooter was going to make a profit and cut a profit, she said, no, I'm out. I love I love that. She's so petty and hardland, man. Like mm-hmm. there's there's no... <laughs> Yeah, but I think, so Shamrock is owned by the Roy E. Disney estate. So essentially Shamrock Holdings is owned by Disney, okay? I think what has happened since then, I think there has possibly been a deal struck Mm -hmm. um, to get Scooter out of the picture. And there might be an NDA. Um, A lot can change in four years. I don't personally see Taylor going the rest of her life without owning her own master's. I think she's got a master plan way of getting them back because she's a mastermind. But that's a that's a topic for another podcast. Right. Yeah, we are at 175 degrees removed from the 175 theory that we started with here. Um, but yeah, so that is your theory surrounding, um, you know, maybe it relates back to the Golden Globes when she wore the dress. Now she is 175 days later in Ireland on the date that the masters were originally sold. So I love that. I've seen a lot of people trying to count backwards 175. You know, you could also think about May 17th because she will be uh, international and in anywhere other than the United States. I don't know if Canada does, but the United States, we write our dates month, day, year, but most write day, month, year. And so that's another, you know, kind of date to to clown about or keep an eye on. So, um, or it could be something that, begins to blossom a year from now. And we're all thinking way too short-sighted with the 175. Who knows? Um, So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I know Ty, I I saw a video from Ty, our our tour correspondent, um, and he thinks that May 17th could be something because that's a Friday. Yeah, that's that's the inverse. Yeah. What was um, his other reasoning? He found some things. Yeah. Go check out Ty's Ty's video on that because I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, but there's a lot of theories out there going around. And I mean, there's the, you know, there's a lot of creators right now. So it's, it's a lot. Yeah. That you can and just see our brains, our brains are so saturated. Like I can't even remember what happened yesterday. Like the, especially with the tortured poets department coming out. Um, mm-hmm. how are you doing by the way with that? I know on the last episode we were both a little overwhelmed, but like, how's your week been? Better. You can probably even tell a difference in me from last week to this week. I'm like much more animated and with it. And like, I was literally almost a zombie in the last episode. If you guys watch that, I mean, it's a good episode. Watch it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was I, a good one. <laughs> it was. But you can tell. Tell me if you actually leave it in the comments if you can tell a difference from me from last, the last episode to now, because I feel like I am much more aware of my surroundings. And that's physically what that announcement did to me. Yeah. 
I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, I definitely had a little bit of the haze and I do think for me, there's just a lot of overload with my brain because what we're going to talk about today, right? You have the Tokyo shows, we've got new surprise songs, we've got new Easter eggs, we've got the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. And then on top of that, we have a new album coming out. So like very saturated all over the place. That's why I can't even remember Ty's full May 17th theory. Um, and I know I watched it and probably texted about it. So um, yeah, anyway, let's talk about surprise songs. I kind of briefly mentioned those. So uh, we had Dear Reader and Holy Ground on the first night. Eyes open and electric touch on the second night. Then the third night we had Superman, Superman, and the outside. And then the fourth night we had come in with the rain and you're on your own kid. Jesse, what were your favorites? My two favorites. Well, I'll just go ahead and say the first one is you're on your own kid. Cause that's one of my favorite songs. And I know she's played it a bunch on tour, but every time it just gets me, I've always felt like it needed to be part of the set list because the whole tour has operated around the friendship bracelets, right? And it's the yeah. song that mentions make the friendship bracelets. So I'm just kind of surprised that's not even like it's not part of the set. So that to me just sums up the era's tour. I just love it. So to me, it makes sense that it's not part of the midnight set just because the midnight set is the ending of the tour. And so, I mean, she's going out with a bang and just doing like bop after bop, like you know, Labyrinth and Maroon. And there's some other songs that are people's favorites that missed it. But I do agree with you that it's a very significant song. And I was surprised she sang it again, to be honest. Like not not to say that it shouldn't be sung again, um, but yeah, it just felt very soon since we just watched the movie over and over again. Yeah, because it, it's the track five and the first song was 17. So oh, yes. That's why she sang it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so my um my other one uh was Dear Reader because I absolutely love that song and I think it foreshadows a lot for us that she's possibly writing a novel. I mean, it's just it, Dear Reader's packed with with stuff and I'm still trying to deconstruct it. But like it is interesting. It's the first surprise song she would have sung in 2024. So thinking about the significance of that, like it was the first one on the first night. And to go with it, TTPD, TS11, comes with a bookmark. Like I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, so something something is coming along the lines of, I think, a book of poetry or a novel or something, I think. Definitely. So what were what were yours? I would say mine were Holy Ground because that's one of my favorite just random ones. Like I don't even, I can't explain to you why it's a favorite song of mine, just the time of my life. And it's a bop. Like it's one of the kind of, I always say it's a mid. I have these playlists for my husband that I had to make over time because he was only a, a bop guy. Like he only liked the, the Taylor bops. And then I was like, I need to bring him into like the folklore evermore so that we could vibe together. And so I made this playlist on Spotify called like, I think it's like Taylor mid tracks or something. And like Holy Ground is a perfect example of that. It's got a beat. It's got deeper lyrics. It's not something you would have heard on the radio. It's a beautiful song. Mm, absolutely. Um, and then my second one was The Outside, which is from okay. her first album. I really enjoy the re-singing of some of her original stuff. Not original. It's all original, but the stuff from her debut album, just because you don't get to hear that with her mature voice. Like when she records 1989 and Reputation, like those later albums are more closely in, you know, the timeline of events. 
to today. So her voice hasn't developed too much differently. But when you go back, like even when she recorded Fearless, I'm really interested to see when she re-records her debut album, like, is she going to try and mimic some of that original, like, twanginess that she had to her voice? Or is she going to go full on, like, mature where she's at today in her 30s? I don't. That is a great question because I don't know what she's going to do. If I had to guess, I think she'll cut some of the twang, but keep a little bit of it. Yeah. We'll have to see. Yeah. Well, one thing that kind of stood out to me, because The Outside is not a song that's like, you know, on my playlist. Like, I I don't listen to debut as often as I probably should as a Swifty. Um, but the whole concept of being on the outside looking in, like as I was watching the surprise song kind of stood out to me because that's actually a theme in a lot of her music. You think about the all too well, 10 minute short film where at the very end you had the character standing outside looking into her with her book. You've got in midnight rains. She talks about, um, doesn't she say like candy cane? Um, midnight. oh, it came in like a postcard. Full of something, full of family, holiday candy. Peppermint candy. It yeah. didn't him. It was a, I stood from the outside. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics. Let me look up the lyrics real quick. That's one of your favorites. I love it. I know. How do I not know this song? It's because I'm on the spot. Okay. So the postcard, peppermint candy, but for him, it's every day. So I peered through a window, a deep portal, time travel, all the love we unravel. So like that imagery of being on the outside, peering in through the window to the peppermint candy and, you know, the love that he shares every day with his family. Like, again, it's just it's one of those things that really stood out to me listening to her on the surprise set was I was like, huh, there's probably more, too, that I'm not even thinking of. But just an interesting theme from her debut album. So surprise songs. Is there anything else we want to cover for the Tokyo shows? I just had the tumble, the 175 surprise songs. I think that's it. So now. Yeah. So so really that covers it for our coverage of the Tokyo shows. And then next week she'll be in Melbourne, Australia, which obviously is a big one, right? The Sydney, right? Tell, tell us the, the history behind her being in Sydney, Australia. So Australia is coming next, um, Melbourne to be specific, and that is going to be on the 16th and the 17th. And then you have Sydney, Australia for three nights, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th of this month. So the significance of Sydney, Australia is when she did the 1989 world tour, that's where she filmed the tour documentary was in Sydney, Australia. Hence where we get the chant, Sydney during blank space, right? So when she was on that tour with every town she went in, she would hit um, a pole with her golf club and she would layer her voice and the harmony of it. And this is something that we see Ed Sheeran do all the time. In concert, it's just Ed Sheeran and a machine where he records himself harmonizing with himself. And then he it's goes like into real time recording. It's like, he, you know, he records thir- three seconds and then that three seconds starts repeating over the loudspeaker. And then he records another just to, for people who literally haven't seen the video. It's hard to understand. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just over explaining like I always do. No, no, it's 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 called a loop. Um, And he and I actually just saw Ed this summer and it's it's insane to watch like i've i did not expect it to be what it was it was amazing he just 
literally plays all his instruments and harmonizes and it takes him you can kind of tell what song he's about to sing but then you gotta wait it like a minute or so till he gets all the harmonies with it and can play yeah. it from himself but she took a page out of ed's book during blank space on the world the 89 world tour and did that with you know blank space Yep. And so that the Sydney is, uh, you know, for those of us who didn't go to 1989 and she didn't say our city, Sydney's the city that everyone thinks of. And by the time you guys are listening to this, she may have already gotten through a couple shows in Melbourne. We are filming on the 14th of February. It is a Wednesday um, and we released the podcast on Friday just to give us a little time for editing. Um, so, yeah. It's Valentine's Day. Happy, Happy Valentine's Day, lovers. <laughs> lovers. Jessie is wearing pink because she understands that it is a holiday and she is a mother and days just do not come and go. Whereas I woke up this morning and realized that my front porch goose was not dressed for Valentine's Day. So I had to <laughs> run out there and swap see the outfit because the kids in the neighborhood are probably like, why is it still wearing the t-shirt? Anyway, so getting into this next segment so we are headed to the super bowl after tokyo so taylor did make it all of our predictions were true um she shows up so the chiefs played in las vegas against the 49ers and it was an insane game what a game i think it was the most watched super bowl so probably actually might be the most watched television event of all time since the moon landing it was the most watched television program since the moon landing. <laughs> Guys, we are, this is history. Yeah, this is, this is the Swifty effect here. <laughs> yes. So, but it was a good game. Like, you know, there are so many games that are not that interesting or, um, you know, there's some weird like penalty that ends up calling the game or the refs are being a little too hard on a team. Like there's all these like BS excuses, but the Chiefs won fair and square. The 49ers did. Uh, we won't get too far into it, but there was some overtime rule changes uh, that have gone into play. And so after in the press conferences, some of the players were saying that they didn't realize the rules had changed. But regardless, that doesn't take away the fact that it was a fair and square win. Um, and yeah, Jesse, what was your experience with... Um, with watching it? I loved it. Like I was hyped the whole time and I just like they, they did show Taylor quite a bit during the Super Bowl, And I was, I was happy that they did that as a Swifty, but, um, I, it was interesting that you've seen her at all these games, but at this game in particular, she was with Blake Lively and Ice Spice and her dad. I think her mom might have been there. I didn't. I didn't see her. But and I know it wasn't she's her stylist as well. Ashley Le something living. Yeah, Ashley. I I can never say her last name. It's like Avonier or okay. something. Okay. Well, my my blind ass read Avril Levine in the caption, and I was like, that doesn't look like Avril. I was like, literally, and then I was like, it says Ashley. So um, yeah, I had to look it up. So I'm like, who is this? It's her stylist and probably longtime friend. Mm -hmm. And then um, you started to see more people show up as the game went on, like Lana Del Rey, Kelly Teller, Miles Teller. Um, I mean, their suite that they got, I guess, um, Travis paid a million dollars for a suite for his family and her family. And it was just jam packed by yep. like after halftime, like it was jam packed. You had Jason Kelsey and Kylie Kelsey at the game. Um, Kylie went in probably 
relaxed after because there was some after party action and Jason was the bell of the ball. So we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, so the chiefs winning was that like, what was that moment like for you? I mean, maybe it's a bigger thing for me. Cause you know, I jumped off the couch and screamed. I was excited because honestly, it, I'm rooting for the chiefs and I'm rooting for Travis, but I've never like really been a big football fan. I've never really had a team. The closest I would say to having a team that I've always said was my team is the green Bay Packers, just because it's, I live, you know, near, near the green Bay Packers. But I mean, but for me, not really being a football fan, it was electric as electric Travis put it. Um, but I honestly was just kind of feeding off her energy. Like I was just so excited, you know, mm -hmm. for her and stuff. But what you're the true Kansas City fan. Yeah. You and your hubby are the true Kansas City fans. So how did that go down in your house? That's what I want to know. Yeah, it was stressful, to be honest. Like, you know, the whole time was not because he went to a, a party and then came home after halftime or whatever. So I got to listen to Usher halftime show by myself in my house, full volume and danced my little heart out without anybody around. Then my husband showed up and he was a, a fucking mess. Let's be honest. He was stressed. And so he definitely changed the vibe. Um, and then, um, yeah, it was not, um, it was not fun. The whole time was not fun. Um, but then at the very end, when he caught the touchdown right before that, the announcers had said something about like, if they don't make it, there will be another period or like another quarter because I don't know. I didn't look into it, but they had said that. And then he caught the ball and I didn't know it was, I looked at Dan and he's like, did they just win? I was like, I don't know. And then I like looked back at the TV and people were celebrating and I was like, I think they won. And I don't even know if it was like the confetti. It took us a good 30 seconds to like acknowledge and accept that this had happened. Cause this was the second year in a row. Oh my God, this was not supposed to happen. Like all of those kind of cards aligning and I actually have behind me in my if you're watching on YouTube uh, in my background, I have the champagne from the last time the Chiefs beat the 49ers. So I got to get some like memorabilia for my husband this year. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great night and um, the adrenaline was high. And obviously the stuff that happened after was just bonus like the field. I will say the whole Travis got down on the field. They get up on the big podium. They kind of do quick interviews with people. And when Travis sang Viva Las Vegas, I've been seeing all over the internet about how people were saying that was an ick moment. I was so high on adrenaline. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was not, it wasn't icky to me at all. I was like, you know, like good for him. Um, yeah. But I could see if you were upset that they had lost, you know, there, there's if you were watching it the next day on TikTok and you didn't have that like same energy and aura about you. I could see where that might have been weird, but it was it was fantastic. It's I thought it was hilarious. Like I thought it was awesome. I didn't think there was anything ick about it. I think what people are are saying is and what they're thinking is I've seen a few things about this that it it cuts to Taylor's face mm -hmm. and she just kind of has this she she does give the ick face. <laughs> but but uh, you know what it is? I think she's jet lagged and I think she's tired. That's what she looked like to me. She just looked tired. To, to me. me, it looked like she was relaxing the muscles of her smile because at some point her cheeks probably fucking hurt. Yeah. 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 100%. Um, 
And then, so they went down and started hugging and we got every angle, obvi. And essentially there was some mic'd footage. And one of the things that stood out to me was that he naturally brought, he was like, wasn't it electric or something? And I was like, okay, so homeboy's actually saying the word electric, like naturally. Mm -hmm. Cause like he says it all the time. And I'm like, what does this mean? What does this mean? But like in, in that moment at the, the like peak of his excitement, he's not, you know, overthinking what he's saying. So like that really must be a word that he says every day. Yeah. Yeah. What stuck out to me with the mic'd footage was when he told her several times, thank you for being here. I can't believe you came across the world for this. And I mean, it was just so touching. Like, it's just like a normal relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was just, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it was great. And then they went to the Vegas nightclubs. I didn't quite, maybe you understand this better than I did. I have heard and seen that there was way more people in there than there was supposed to be. Like, it seemed like they were actually like clubbing and it was friends and family, but it seemed like there was way, way more than that. Like, I don't know if it was over capacity, but it seemed like there was just like anyone was getting in because there was lots of cell phone footage and you don't see a whole lot of that when you have Taylor and Travis around. Normally security is like, "Mm mm-mm. But I just found that a little odd. Yeah, I would assume that the entire like Las Vegas city was heavily policed extra security just because of recent events. And obviously, we'll talk about what happened in Kansas City today. But, um, you know, you have essentially everyone coming to town for the Super Bowl. So regardless of like Taylor and Travis, there had to there had to have been well-policed and a safer environment than like maybe any given Friday night at a club in Las Vegas. Um, For those that don't know, I did live there for a few years and I did go to clubs, but I think that um, one thing that stood out was essentially where their VIP was. And there was just a lot of, like you said, like camera footage. There was almost like professional photographers. It felt like they were like angling their cameras down at them. Like it was giving me like first dance at a wedding vibes with like everywhere they went, they just were surrounded. It wasn't just like the fans who were sleuthing. There was professional photography going on. So, which adds to my running theory that I think she's creating a documentary. <gasps> Oh, stop it. Mm-hmm. Yes, because there was the same type of cameras when they ran and kissed after the Argentina show. And I've been noticing them now more and more that I like thought that she's making a documentary since the last documentary, which was Miss Americana. I think Fuck, there's going to be. Yeah, that you're right. You are right. That is because I was looking and I'm like, why are they so okay with it? Why were they mic'd? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I need to process that. Um, Cause I think she's going to want a documentary showing us how she got her work back. Well, and the heirs tour probably would have one anyway, whether it's just a quick behind the scenes or, you know, whatever, but the tortured poets department being a project that she has now said she started after she turned in midnight. So we kind of have a better feel for when that music began to get written, even though she said it's a secret she's been keeping for two years, the actual music wasn't written until recently. So it could also be part of that, right? Like maybe the tortured poets department is the theme, like Miss Americana from lover was part of the, I don't know. I'm just kind of shooting the shit here, but um, 
Yeah. I need that documentary. Yeah. I think I really do think it's going to kind of start where it left off with Miss Americana and go through the process of Midnight's and Poets and the Eras tour and getting her work back, the re-records. I mean, it, yeah, there's what so if it's, much. Because like the Miss Americana documentary occurs while she's performing on stage for rep and going to award shows for rep, but she's filming, not filming, she's recording the music for Lover and writing the music for Lover. So I wonder if we'll kind of get that same transition where it's like, you know, on stage, she is Midnight's, but behind the scenes, she's writing the the Tortured Poets. Yep. Yep. Oh, I did want to say, um, while we're on the topic of them at the club, I did a video on TikTok that has gone viral. And it's honestly a TikTok I did not even think would would garner any like traction, honestly. But I talked about how this has never happened before with her. And so if you've been a, if you've been a Swifty since 06 when she first started, or even, you know, a little later than that, she's never ever ever been this public with a partner, with her life. That's why some of us are so stunned and shocked at how, you know, how public this is. I mean, because also we've had six years of her with Joe where we've barely seen any footage or anything. And now you have them right in the limelight. And it's like, I kind of talked to it. You guys can see that on my TikTok. Um, It was one of my recent videos that I did, but it it just is. It's like we're kind of stunned in the community. Yeah. Well, when we say public too, it's like, sure, with Calvin Harris and different boyfriends, she might have been seen out a little bit more than when she was with Joe. But even the way that they were singing to Love Story as yeah. a couple, like they were dancing and looking at each other and like obviously lipping the words as it was playing, like that is to me, that's that she feels safe. She feels safe with Travis. She feels safe in this relationship. She doesn't feel like she's going to fuck it up or do something stupid. And I'm not talking about fuck it up with us, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not about being public. It's more the fact that she can be whoever she wants, whenever she wants, when she's around him. And I think that's the culmination of what we're seeing is like, she's always wanted to be public. Obviously, when she went more of a private route with Joe, there was a lot of pressure on her, you know, her reputation's never been worse. Um, but essentially now it's like the original Taylor who really did love, you know, PDA and being out, being seen. Um, but she's also just very genuinely her core self and is clearly having fun. And that is not something we've really seen. I feel like anytime she would be in public before, you could feel the anxiety, especially surrounding if she was with a, a boyfriend. Well, and also the media used to call her a slut. So that could also be where she used to be more anxious about being seen. Yeah. And the, I mean, she did post some stuff when she was with Calvin Harris on her Instagram at the time. We have some grainy footage of her kissing Harry Styles. We, I mean, like there's been a few things here and there, but nothing, nothing to this level at all. Yep. I just wanted to add that. I do want to acknowledge, obviously, with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, there was a parade which occurred today. We are filming on February 14th. It's a Wednesday and absolute tragedy. We aren't quite sure of all of the details yet of what has occurred, but there was a mass shooting. And we just wanted to make sure that we acknowledge that and that our hearts and I mean, everything hearts, prayers, everything going out to the victims involved. 
I even hesitate saying that because prayers don't fix gun violence, but ultimately it is just another tragedy in a situation here in America. And so we will obviously find out more in the coming days, um, but didn't want to skip over that knowing that we film a little bit ahead of time. So by the time you're listening to this, if it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever, um, you know, there's probably going to be a lot more information shared, but um, yeah. Just another case of gun violence in our country. And it's a horrible, horrible thing to have happened. And I feel bad that by the time this airs, you know, you guys will know much more than what we know now, but um, yeah, we, we didn't want to skip over it. I mean, it's just something that needs to be talked about. Yeah. Well, to do a little bit of a 180 and, you know, try and cheer up the, the environment here, we do have some really exciting things to give away. We got a hat. So Jesse, let's put on our hats. And if you are listening at home, you should hop on the YouTube or on the TikTok and see these are the exact replica of the one that Taylor wore whenever she was, I think, what game was that that she wore this? Do you remember? Oh, it was one in Kansas City. I can't remember what game it was, but you guys will recognize it immediately. It was um, a, a shop owner um, who was also a fan had made this just as a thank you to Taylor and put it in her box of an actual order. Yeah, she was a vintage, it's like a vintage resale shop. So Taylor's team had ordered a bunch of stuff. She assumed it was for Taylor if she didn't have explicit knowledge of it, she assumed. And so yeah, she she handmade the hat. And if you guys have ever crocheted or knitted, you understand how much time and labor goes into these. And so we have our friend Beth. Do you want to speak about that? Yes. Beth Mox, she has her own Etsy shop. We are going to totally shout her out because you can order these. Um, but we are, she made one we're giving away for free. So she followed the exact pattern that the original creator made. Um, so it's identical. And I've seen how some people can get in the 87 It's what Taylor had on hers. And that's the one that we're giving away. But I've seen people put 13, um, like Taylor's version. So I'm sure she can alter that up for you. Um, I wore this during one of our episodes too, um, the whole time. Yeah, you looked more chic in it. Like I look like I'm about to go play in the snow. Whereas you like- do, it's cute. I like, Maybe it's like rolled up a little more. Um, but yeah, so we do have the extra hat. We are giving it away. But like Jesse said, you could also purchase them from Beth and we will have all the info at the end of this episode. But for now, talking about the giveaway, how do you win? So we have a form on our website, tspodnetwork.com, and you will fill it out and you can do two entries. So one, if you follow us on TikTok, go ahead and if you don't, you can go to our TikTok and follow us. Um, and then if you're a subscriber on YouTube. So again, you don't have to be a subscriber or a follower yet. You can go follow now, um, but you'll just fill out the form. You'll check off whether it's TikTok, YouTube, or both. If you do follow us on both, then you will get two entries and we'll probably ask the handle or, you know, just to verify that you're not lying to us. Um, but in reality, it's just, just a lucky chance draw. And so we'll have all the contest rules on our website and uh, definitely feel free to submit. This is a very well-made custom hat and you guys we all want to look just like taylor so um super exciting and then speaking of our website we have opened up a page that links to all the things that you may have seen on the podcast that either were given to us by other creators um, or just are available for purchase and so if you look i'm wearing 
a champagne problem sweatshirt. I'll I'll sit up and and show it. But if you're again, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, like you got to get to YouTube and make sure to subscribe while you're there. Um, and then I've got like a painting in my background that was gifted to me by our friend Norma. She's got prints of it. So we'll just continue to add to that. Um, so if you are a creator or anything that wants product featured by any means, we will do our best to keep up with stuff. Um, but yeah, super exciting there. And then while you're on the website, you can guess Jesse's Easter egg. You have one? Did you mm-hmm. put one in? Okay. Yep. Every episode. She didn't tell me today, so I don't know what it is. I'll have to do my own kind of zooming in. Um, but every episode, she's got something new hiding in the background. In the background of mine, it looks different every damn day. I promise I'm not hiding anything. I just have ADHD and I keep moving around the stuff behind me. So uh, there are no eggs behind me, but maybe I'll start. It's either on me or behind me or on something. Yeah. Yeah. So did we explain all the rules then for the contest? I think so. Okay. Well, you guys, I want to let you know this hat. Okay. So this hat is made by her name is Beth Mox and she has an Etsy shop. And I did want to shout it out really quick because this is so sweet of her to do to give, give us a giveaway hat. Um, it is Willow B crochet. So W I L L O W B E E crochet and look it up on Etsy. Or you can find it linked on our website. Linked on our website. Also, um, I want to mention that Beth is the one that gifted, made and gifted me an era's surprise song blanket. So she did a color for every surprise song um, during the American leg of the tour. And that was like super special. It's so well made. And now she's making them for taking orders and making them for sale. Yeah, so it's a color per album, right? Every era has a color. And so people have been making these surprise song blankets. They're crocheted together. And so a row per song. So if it was a debut song, it's a green row. If it's a folklore song, it's probably a white row. So um, keep that in mind as, uh, you know, the, when you go to order this, this is a very, very custom piece. And Jesse has one that is from the American leg of the tour that she is showing if you are watching on YouTube. And so we will be getting international ones made and Beth is hand doing this. So if you want one, they are very much worth the price. She is absolutely a fantastic crocheter. And this is a labor of love, labor of love. Like you guys, this is, I when I tell you this is worth worth it to get these and order these from her at like hundred percent. And it's so special because it's just like, this is all the surprise song from the North American leg. Like, yep. Although is the one that she's selling on Etsy North American leg, or is she doing the, um, international she's taking orders for both. So currently, yes. So currently she's crocheting as the second leg now from, you know, is going She's, she's doing those, but she will also take an order for the American leg. Damn. That's a lot of work. Well, great. Well, Beth, thank you for the hats. Thank you for gifting one of our followers or YouTube subscribers a hat. So we'll let you guys have a couple weeks. We'll do the end of the month, February 28th. Is it a leap year, February 29th? I think we get an extra day this year. I think it yeah, is. Yeah. So whenever, well, all the contest rules will be on the website, uh, but we'll do until the end of the month and then we'll announce a winner. We'll contact you because if you fill out the form, we'll get your information. Um, and yeah, guys, kind of a short, sweet episode today. Um, there's been not, I mean, there's been a lot that's happened, oh, but wow. not a lot of newsworthy. It's just, you know, it's just a lot of watching Taylor and Travis fall in love, you know, not much more to say than that. 
All right, so next week we will be covering the Melbourne, Australia shows and um, really anything that happens between now and then. I've been trying not to overcommit and say exactly what the topic is because then Taylor surprise drops an album and you're like, well, shit, I guess that just ruined our plans. Um, So definitely subscribe, follow, give us five stars and we'll be back next Friday. We love you guys. Bye.